Bring that one back from the top. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hours. Why don't you just share? Now, what you saying, Karan? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna like jump into like the whole homeowner, like home ownership perspective of things. Yeah. Um. Recently, I've just been on Facebook, and I've been following a few people about like different questions that they have regarding home ownership. And one of the major questions is, when you're purchasing a house, should you have twenty percent? of whatever it is you're looking to spend on a house saved up to like avoid the PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. Um, I'm just here as a testament to say that you do not need the 20% because I only put 3% down. Um, most people try to avoid the PMI because they feel as though they have to pay this additional money over the whole life of the loan. So say you get a 30-year conventional mortgage or whatever, they think that for 30 years, they have to pay this additional amount. And that's completely not true. Um, the 20% comes into play. So like I said, like if you pay the 20% upfront, you wouldn't have to pay PMI. But if you did not pay the 20%, you will pay PMI on your mortgage statement until you reach the 20% of whatever the original unpaid principal balance is. And then it would completely disappear from your mortgage payment. Um, another thing is people feel as though PMI is like 200, 600, whatever, all this extra money. And in most cases, it is not. So like if you're getting a $220,000 loan, your PMI probably be like 70 or $80 a month. So it's not as much as everybody think it is. And a lot of people feel as though that can like break their pockets. And I know that it's a big discourager from people looking to purchase homes, especially, you know, like of course if they're going through like credit unions or they're going through um, Quicken loans or Wells Fargo or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's just kind of like, don't let that be your reason why you shouldn't purchase a house. Okay. Now I most definitely say try to have between five to what 10,000 or whatever, depending on what it is that you're looking to purchase house for but you don't necessarily have to have 20 percent down either so you know Thanks. just quick little tidbit fyi yes there's a lot of programs too and a lot of groups on facebook um to support home ownership that a lot of people need to get into so did you do like naca or nha or anything like that for your mortgage um naca or nha Mm -hmm. I got Excuse a 30 year conventional through um, Quicken. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, questions. Yeah, I was Go ahead. Say. So, what would you say should be? I know a lot of people would ask, what should your credit score look like on trying to purchase a home? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say just try to get it as good as possible. So, I can't really say. From experience, I I've know seen... people who think as good as possible, they don't know what that means. So, all right. So, Put a baseline, most, at least. All right, so exceptional credit is like an 800 plus. Um, you're still in a good range when you're between like what, 730 to like 750 or something like that or whatever, maybe a little higher than 750. Um, I've seen people make some loans work for some people and their credit score was like 600. I would personally just kind of like tell people to pretty much like double check their credit report and make sure you have your on-time payment. So it's like, if you never make none of your bill payments on time, pretty sure no lender is going to feel confident in giving you money towards the house because it's like, okay, well, you're going to be late 30, 60, 90 days late or whatever. Because it's like with a lot of these lenders, they have investors backing the loan and investors are not going to be so confident in funding the loan. If you're somebody who's unreliable as far as like paying your bills and stuff. All right. Um, 
I know a lot of people feel as though like the higher your credit score, the better interest rate that you get. And that's not true. The better, pretty much the interest rate is going based on like the market. So like my interest rate is based on because of the fact that COVID hit and interest rates dropped. And I do know that like with some FHA programming, it was like maybe one, 2% interest on like over the life of the loan for 15 to 30 years. Yeah. Um, so I can't really pinpoint where your credit should be. Um, there are always people out there. Um, if you call a lender and talk to them and you're saying like, you know, you're looking to purchase a house and, you know, maybe you have a couple credit issues and they look into it and see, they might be able to point you in the right direction to try to tell you where your credit should be. Cause for each person, it's a different story. Like your credit, my credit is not like your credit. It would never be because right. each person's credit narrative is different. So what might work for me to get me into, you know, like my dream house might not necessarily work for you to help you get into yours right? type of situation. Right. And, you know, like different people qualify for different programs. So, Cause it's you not know, and solely... all lenders don't take all programs either. Like yes. I do know that um, what is the big, like first homeowners program, Mishta. I know there are some lenders out there that don't accept Mishta. So it's like, um, yeah, it's some people that don't accept that program or whatever for a first time home buyer. So um, I would just say, try to pay off. If you have any credit debt, try to pay off as much of it as you possibly can. Cause one thing that they do look at in a loan is your debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to have more debt than you have money. Nice. And like one thing that my mom always said was like, just make sure that when you get paid, you don't ever want to have more money than you got money. Cause you don't ever want to be placed in the position where you trying to figure out how you're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. So. Facts. Facts. So if you needed to get a house, if you're looking at it to get a house, hit up Quran. You know what I'm saying? She might, she may give you some information. It may she may cuss you out trying to get the information, but I'm not gonna she may to give out information. Give you some some information. Just don't cross her. She is not one to be crossed. We have learned this today. <laughs> I be telling man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got a topic that I want to talk about, um, and it's pretty much what my brand is known for. Um, okay. This positivity for me. The whole idea behind me starting the newsstand and my tagline serving nothing but positivity is because um, I was isolated when I moved away from everybody and moved to Miami and ain't really have no friends. And I realized that I was a negative ass person. (laughs) My thoughts was negative and my outcomes was negative. And for a long time, I didn't recognize the shit, but I'm steady like, damn, everything bad happening. Nothing good is happening. Like, like. Becoming self-aware and recognizing your thoughts and being aware of what you're thinking about is just something that I want everybody to really, really, really take seriously. Like, understand that your thoughts become things and you literally create your reality from your thoughts. Facts. Facts. And Mm -hmm. I've done like a 180. I ain't going to say 360 because I still got a long way to go, but because I'm self-aware I'm able to deal with it now. You know what I'm saying? But when you're not aware, yeah. you just run in a whole fucking haywire circle. So I'm sorry to be an asshole, but mathematically, you don't want to do a 360. We all know what she meant. We all know what she meant, y'all. We know what she meant. Relax. I, I wasn't going to say nothing, but Brady, Brady. <laughs> It's always damn hey, brave. Talk about some mature ass shit this whole goddamn episode. Hey, <laughs> man. Relax, relax on my sis, man. She, we knew what she was talking about. Right. Wait, I think she, she froze. Is she gone? My logic broke her. <laughs> like, oh, she froze. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm the not hating, you know. I just, she I just want to laugh, man. Y'all, we've been having all these serious conversations. Almost cried a couple <laughs> times. I got, I got my the hood situation is gonna be a good one, so don't worry, <clears throat> don't worry. Sorry, sorry about that. All right, randomals. So Brady, go ahead. 
Shout, wait, wait. Before we before you go, I just want to say I totally in total agreement with New. Every time Nunu posts yes. something, I always make sure I repost and everything because she really is like putting positivity out in her yeah. everything she's posts and everything she writes every morning. Um, so follow what she's doing for sure. I want to say too, also, just as a word of caution, I've been noticing lately the adverse effects of talking negatively about your life. Yeah. Not in my own life because, you know, <laughs> positive positivity over here. But uh, like I've been watching, there's certain, just certain friends I had that I've been watching and every day I see them post. Like really when I look at it, I'm not in their life. But when I when they they talk about the things that they went through, and I think about those particular things in my life, these are minuscule things. Yeah. I got a parking ticket, you know what I'm saying? Well, I missed, uh, I was late for an appointment, or I was late for an audition, shit like that. Right. You know, shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people talk when people talk so badly about their life, I see it repeat over and over again, and soon it's. Every day, I'm talking. Because I'm hearing it became you talk about not just a not just a statement, but a belief. Exactly. When you mm-hmm. believe that your life is shitty, your life will be shitty because your Facts. mind controls your mind controls your reality. Facts. That's yeah. so crazy to me. Think think to think about the fact that we have like in a way that the Matrix is a real thing. You know, in the sense that our mind can control the reality around us. Thanks. I can think something and bring it into fruition. You know what I'm saying? And that means positive energy and negative energy. If I, if I can think positive things about my life, positive things ha- will and have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I think negative shit in your life, that's what you're going to get. Yep. It's just so crazy how powerful your mind is. You may not be able yeah. to change As the I outcome, mm-hmm. but you can change the way you think about the outcome. Exactly. Right. Facts. Agree. Facts. For sure. For sure. All right, Brady. Hit us with the hit us with the shit. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So all right, I've hopefully I haven't gassed the, the topic up to the point where it don't even hit like that. But um hopefully for anybody watching and listening to the podcast, if you haven't checked this out, get this on, check it out. Hopefully E you'll put a clip in there to give people context. I'll put a clip but, in there. Yeah. We got to talk about my man. His name is Kevin Samuels, and he is heating up the internet right now because he is going in on women and men alike about their dating lives and how they're going about operating within them. And, like, there's a specific clip that went viral on World Star Hip Hop where he was talking to to a woman. Um, She was 35. She she owns her own pet grooming business, but she also has a 13-year-old son. Um, and she was basically on there asking him about how do I go about finding a high value man and their definition of a high value man immediately starts at how much money he makes. And for her, she was saying, you know, I only want to, I only want to start dating men who make over six figures because I make over six figures. And Kevin was trying to give her like very logical, objective breakdowns as to why that's going to be difficult for her. Uh, But she wasn't really hearing it. So he just started to go in on her. Um, Again, check the video out when you get a chance. It's like a seven minute clip or you can watch a 20 plus minute clip. I'm going to put a 30 second clip on here. They'll see something. Cool, cool, cool. I honestly want a six figure guy. Uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level. That are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these men. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want mid-30-year-old baby mamas. I'm trying to be polite, man, but they don't want those. From my point of view, I feel like, I, I get what you're saying. They, they, they do have better options. But also, those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily 
are necessarily 20 year olds are not necessarily attracted to 45 year olds bullshit I'm, bullshit i'm 51 and I, and I can't beat them off with a stick that's another one on you lies no younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men what are you talking about so can you see me yes i can okay so do you feel like a woman like me uh-huh what would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm -hmm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry. Your dress size. A three. Okay, so that makes you. If you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So. Average looking women tend not to get high earning men. They tend to get average men. I mean, my body is not average. So, but your ma'am, you please don't make me say it. I really just wanted some advice. I love you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm, advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but okay. But you're not accepting the fact that average-looking women, average-looking woman who's older, average-looking older woman with a 13-year-old son, average-looking woman with a 13-year-old son with a sketchy baby daddy. This gets worse every time I say something, and now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. You don't qualify for one. So my question to the to the panel or to everybody on the pie is, what do you think has attributed to this, for lack of a better term, lofty mindset <laughs> as it pertains to what people desire and mates in today's dating scene? Does that make sense? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. I, I, oh, I hear you. So, and I, I was going to say, yes. Okay, go in right. on that. Go in on that. So, Instagram and shit has got everyone fooled. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is a, is a video vixen and, and these models and shit. And don't get it twisted. These, these video vixen model bitches are touchable to the, to the least common denominator. They, they, they selling pussy, for real. They are. But, yeah, they are. You, you. If you want the baddest bitch on Instagram that you see, she got. You a just price. gotta name the right price. Yeah, you just you got a price. You can get her, mm -hmm. and you can nut in that pussy and everything. But you gotta. You, she got a price. I want to clarify. Not all. Not not all. Not all video fixes. I just want to clarify. Not all. No. No. <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? We're speaking in absolutely. We're, some. We're, absolutely. we're not speaking in absolutes. Not at all. Speaking in generalizations. In generalizations. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, I just I just want to say that before, like you know. Yeah, they be coming after my ass. <laughs> we know. Selling pussy. <laughs> I ain't selling no pussy. <laughs> no, but no. And it might not be thing. like a cash. It might be oh. Um, I'll let you hit it if you invest in my business or promote opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. but, but we y'all talk right now, and what y'all saying does make sense. But I guess right now y'all talking more so about like the hookup stuff, like that. Like we're talking about well, really building relationships, like shooting for marriage type relationships. I'll say this on the point of social media. I think one thing that's kind of uh, been a problem for us as human beings is. Social media gives it. Social media gives us this uh, inflated sense of ego. It's all about us. You're building a page so everyone can look at you, uh, and for a moment, that's why likes and loves and shares feel so good. For a moment, you know someone is thinking about you, or someone likes what you did. And I can take a picture of myself, and the things I don't like about my face, I can filter that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after a while, seeing myself only like this all the time where everyone's watching me, I can control what I look like and what parts of myself people know about. To add on to that point about social media and just like the Internet as age as a whole, I think the other thing that's happening is when the when we get all these like different types of social media outlets or apps and stuff like that, like what is essentially happened is that 
we've garnered garnered two different things. One thing is the concept of immediacy. So like being able to get things instantaneous. Like we can order food. Instant instantly. gratification. We can right. Instant gratification. We like like Nate was saying, like you can get online, you can post a picture that's already filtered. You get a likes immediately. You can get immediate validation in that sense. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is this immediate sense of of um access, right? Like before before all this shit started your dating pool was as big as the people you knew in, in, in school or the people you knew at work or at church or when you went to the gym, like that was as large as your dating pool could get. So like it was, if you get to a certain point of like going through that pool, at some point you have to make a decision and like stick things out with that, with that person. But nowadays with like social media and like dating apps and stuff like that, if somebody does something to your dislike, you can just discard them and move on to the next person, wherever they might be, whether you, they, there, they live in the same city as you, or if you get flued out, whatever, like that. I'm just saying that's just real shit. And on top yeah. of that, like even we even going in, in deeper with like dating apps and stuff like that. And it's, it's been proven that they like, the way that they set it up is to gamify the system in a way that makes you want to continue to to play it. Where like you're you're swiping up, you're swiping Swipe up, left, down, left, right, left, yep. right whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into that as well, you're only getting people's best representation of themselves. Going back to Nate's point, and then moving forward into what he was just saying, where in some cases it can't, it can be a certain person's fault. I think a lot of times when we're on these apps, like the great thing about it is that we can, we can set our, our list of preferences and we can automatically filter our search for those preferences. But then at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because in most cases, leaning into like what you were saying, like it's women's fault. I would say at least seven times out of 10, when you ask a woman, like, what are you looking for? And a guy, she going to say, oh, he got to be over six feet. He got to make this much money. He got to do this, that, and the third. And they narrow this pool where mathematically there's only like 20% of men in, in America who make over six figures. The average height in America for men is five, nine. So like you're dwindling your pool to like this many amount of people and then you're getting mad because these men, because men have, and what Kevin Samuel says is men have access to relationships, women have access to sex. So these men, the top 10, 5% of men that you're going after has their pick of the litter. And you are an average looking woman or whatever. In this case, he's an average at best. So like, why the fuck would he pick you if you already average looking, then you older, then you got a, a kid. <laughs> then you got this problem. You got that problem. Your baby daddy ain't shit. All of this. Why would I pick you? So it's like all of those things play into into account too. Facts. God damn it. Yeah, he read her right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that uh, he said that stuck with me was um, when he said, "You feel like you better than a man that you qualify for." Facts. Mm-hmm. I was like that. So because that's the difference. It's like it's okay to have lofty goals or have very high standards in the person that you choose to partner with or that you choose to explore partnerships with. But I think where it falls is the idea that you're better than those people, you know what I'm saying, that are in your tax bracket, that are in your community, the people that you run into in the day-to-day life because you're not with the millionaires, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's like, and the crazy thing about it too is like, you know, I'm going to try to say this and not put my foot in my mouth uh i could in my mind feel like i deserve rihanna right right (laughs) that's fine if i feel that way but if i feel like i'm better than the people that don't make rihanna money that don't have rihanna recognition you know i'm saying like that i miss you know i would have missed the love of my life you know what I'm saying? Right. The family and everything that I hold dear to me right now, I would not have that shit right now because I thought I was too good for it. Like, right. It's, right. Yeah. 
And that, that's a, that's one of the things that he that I've, I've seen him say in another video that really stuck out to me where he says, like, want what you want, but buy what you can afford. And I think a lot of times people mm. want all these things, but just like he was saying, you're not qualified for it. It's like you haven't like you're not even evaluating what amount of effort or work or quality that you're even bringing into the situation. Like so many people are asking other people, what do you bring to the table without asking themselves like, well, what do I bring to the table? And mm -hmm. I also think it's interesting how he, how he breaks yeah. down the dynamic of how so many women, and I, I hate to like generalize or come off misogynistic to that point, but he was saying like, in a lot of cases, so many women, do all these things like they go out get an education they get like all these accolades all these things and just like we were talking about earlier like if i'm feeling like a a, a man or a real man i'm not looking to get those things from you but it seems that so many women like garner all these things and they go into a dating scenario thinking that those things qualify them to be with a certain type of man because they're like they try to they try to date men the way that men date women or or the or the way that right does that make sense right yeah. like they're trying to go into it trying to date a man the way a man a man would or the the way that a woman would want a man to date her right when a man is just like I don't care that you make six figures I don't care that you did this I don't care that you went to the school do you look good is your body tight. <laughs> like, can you cook? Can you clean? Is the sex gonna be good? Like, that's a fact, nigga. Women's list is like this. You know what I'm saying? Off the goddamn screen. Look, both hands. Y'all list. <laughs> Look, both hands. I ain't got no type. Y'all list. The only thing that I like. Hey, both hands. I've dated a joker six eight. I've dated a joker six seven. I've dated a joker six five. I've also dated a joker list. five eight five nine. I've even dated a joker five seven. Look. I ain't got no type. If at the end of the day you make me feel good and at the end of the day you bring me some type of peace, I'm willing to give anybody a shot. But to kind of like bring this back into like what the whole topic is, it's not just women. A lot of people, they expect certain things from people that they themselves don't even possess. Mm, like, nice. how are you going to see here? It's so many people. Oh, well, I want to date somebody who don't got kids. But my nigga, you got five. How? How? Right. <laughs> and you got multiple baby mamas. Oh, I don't want to date nobody who got two baby daddies. But nigga, you got three. How? Right. Make it make sense. You can't sit here and quite like, you can't expect for me to be on a certain level and you yourself not there. And then it's right. like, even... um in that whole little clip and like, oh girl, like, yeah, she makes six figures. She got her own personal little business or whatever, grooming other people's dogs or whatever. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but where you at mentally? She just downplayed her job, at, like, bitch. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, where are you mentally? Because it's like, you can make all the money in the world and still be the most immature bastard on the planet. And facts, it's like, facts. just because of the fact, like like it was said, just because you make Did all this money doesn't make you qualified Did to be a wife. Did she fucking lie? And it's like, you know, and inversely, like for men, just because of the fact that you make all of this money don't mean that you're qualified to be a husband. It don't mean that you're qualified to really date. And it doesn't make you a good person just because of the fact that you look good on paper. Right, Anybody right. can look good on paper. Anybody Facts. can, you know, like pull out some good ass motherfucking synonyms for using a goddamn thesaurus or whatever to spruce up their resume to make them look good or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all about what you got in here and what you got in here. And it's like all that external shit don't even fucking matter. You would you would like to hope so, but when we thinking about dating, a lot of this shit is surface level. And until you get to know a person is when those things yes. happen. So like right. even from the dating app standpoint, it's like you were saying, Karan, okay, you ain't got no type. Like, for me, I'm a shorter dude. So I already know on the street, no woman is just naturally looking in my direction. Like, I already know I'm going to have to, like, my game going to have to be tight. I'm going to have to have on a good outfit. And I, I focus on those things because I just know objectively, okay, this is what women are going to naturally be after. Here's, like, here's my strategy to, like, make sure that if I am in a situation, I can present myself in the best way possible. So I do get those qualities to shine through. That's one point. The other point yeah. is, is from going back to gender roles, all this type of stuff, men 
have naturally been designed over the course of forever to protect and provide. So when a woman's thinking about a man, she is thinking about things like how much money does he have, stuff like that. For you know, women is been more about nurture, nature, but also like beauty and femininity and things like that. So a man is gonna naturally think, does she look good? But going mm-hmm. back to what I said before, men have access to rela- grant access to relationships, women grant access to sex. So it's like, at the end of the day, if I'm making the most money, and we've seen it because we've had conversations where it's like, I don't know how this ugly ass rapper nigga fucking all the all the baddest women, but he a rich ass rapper nigga. Women gonna want to be in the presence of that because they understand what comes with that. But right. I think a lot of times what people aren't understanding is when you get to that level for a man, that makes the pool bigger. For a woman, mm-hmm. it makes the pool smaller. Smaller. And like women aren't, and he was saying like women aren't willing to compete to actually get the things that they say that they want or even understand what it takes to do the things that they say that they want. Cause he also mm-hmm. asked them questions around, okay, how many kids do you want to have? Or like, do you want to be married? She'll say yes. How many kids do you want to have? Two or three. Okay, cool. Where do you want to live? Oh, well, I live on the West Coast. So I, I live in a bay. Cool. Um, do you want to work to pay significant bills after you had your first pregnancy? A lot of women say no. He's like, okay, so how much money do you think a man has to make to support you, your two to three kids in the Bay? I've heard women on his podcast say like, oh, like 80 to 100,000. And he laughs them out of the fucking room because it's like, you don't even understand what it takes (laughs) to support that much of a family in that area of the country. That's like, you have to make half a million a year minimum to do some shit like that. And that goes back to my point I was saying where a lot of things have happened where there's such a disconnect where we don't even understand each other to come together and be real companions to one another. That's deep. Yeah, that is. That's super deep. It was just wrapped in some mad, (laughs) crazy language that was hilarious. His delivery was off. His delivery was crazy. But like when you really stop, when you take the emotion and the ego out of it and you listen to him objectively, it's like, where's the lie though? Like that just is what the fuck it is. Like either you mm-hmm. want to accept it or you don't. But everybody wants everything to be said to them in a pretty package. But I just am a firm believer in you should be able to take the lesson regardless of who it's coming from. Because everybody's not going to say everything nice to you or everything. Everybody's not going to say everything nice. And I understand that when it come down to it, oh, it's not so much of what you say, it's how you say it. But at the end of the day, it's like, shoot, the message is the message. Whether you take it and run, you know, like, are you going to learn from it? Or are you just going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to listen because I didn't like the way that you said that. Right. And so I'm, I'm trying not to monopolize the conversation. But the other point, because I watched like a follow up video on that, too. I really did my research on this shit. Another point that he brought up, he was like, he 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 mentioned to her seven times, like, hey, we don't have to do this here. If you want, email me. We can set up a consultation where it's just one-on-one and I can give this information. She chose not to do that. She also called in on a day where he had a very specific topic and she was trying to talk about something that wasn't on the topic that he was even on. Then as he was trying to explain to her what was happening, she was like in her phone, not paying attention, laughing at shit. Like she wasn't even taking it seriously. So by after 20 minutes of that, who wouldn't be frustrated? Like, yo, get the fuck off my phone. Like you called me not on the right day. So yeah, I'm gonna make an example out of you now. Like it that's just is what it is. Shit was crazy. Go watch that shit, because that shit was fucking crazy. Damn. If you ever want to see the five stages of grief play out, yeah, watch that clip. <laughs> Duh. This week's episode is sponsored by the Design Lab at Shuttershock & Co. From logos and business cards to invitations and custom tees, the Design Lab is your one-stop shop for graphics. The Design Lab is the sole creator for copacetic merchandise, available now. Use your promo code COPACETIC for 10% off your copacetic merchandise. Shop now using the link in our bio.
back to the podcast. Moving into our last segment, the hood situation. What hood situation? Who hood situation? Why? Because shit be happening in the hood. All right. So today's hood situation is what is the freakiest or weirdest sex situation that you've ever been in? I'll, I'll lead it off. So this actually happened recently. So like I was telling you earlier in the episode, you know, me and my wife, I hope she don't get mad. She might. Me and my wife take care of my grandma who has Alzheimer's. So we wind up having to get locks on the doors because this shit kept happening. So me and, me and my wife are having sex, whatever, and just... We're not noticing. We all into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just pumping away. You know? <laughs> and, pumping away. Okay. Pumping all right. Away. And then, no, uh, don't tell me your grandma walks in. <laughs> my, grandma, okay, okay. my grandma walks in. But we don't notice at first that she walks in. And she doesn't... <laughs> She doesn't say anything. She doesn't make any noise or nothing. She just stands there. Just the wanna, door open. She just wanted. She just wanted to remember what it was like and watches, nigga. I don't know how long she was there. <laughs> I don't know. I I just look up oh. and Gigi's like, "Oh my god, Shakama!" Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "Grandma, get out of here." Get out of here. She didn't move. She didn't budge. She just stood, stood there and just kept like, I'm talking about like this, nigga. She was sitting like this. Wide eyed. Just she wide was eyed. Down. She was criticizing like a motherfucker. Like, this is going to get y'all some playback. This is going to get y'all some criticism. Just, like, just, no, what she said is, I know y'all ain't hunching in my house. Just, <laughs> just looking. She was cheering y'all on. Just she watching. Said you, you, you need to hit it with the whoop de whoop. You need to see what I put my razzle with the old razzle dazzle. So we had to like literally like get up and remove her from the room, naked and all. And and this happened a couple times before we got locks on the doors. I eventually had to call my uncle to come put a lock on the doors in, in the house because she would walk into the bathrooms on you, everything. Hey. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to and be just mean. watch. <laughs> I'm, Let I'm, me say I something to me. Mean. I didn't want to be mean because you was like Cause you said she has Alzheimer's, and that's like a serious thing. But I was, yeah. but in my head, the joke was she's just trying to look so she can remember. <laughs> she might forget. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you stupid. She said, was, "What is that?" After y'all removed Granny from the room, did y'all go back to it, or did y'all just kind of did you just scale the move completely? Yo, pause. If your shit stay ready after that, you a weird. No, I was gonna say no. Hell like, no, I would have got yeah. that too because ain't like she was gonna remember anyway. I was after, off for the, the first. Say, <laughs> the first time, no. The first time, no. But after having a couple times, it was like, oh my god. Then we had to get uh, locks on the doors. You know what I'm saying? And every time we had sex, we had to like hey, go lock the door. <laughs> Like that was a part of the initiation of sex. Go lock the door. <laughs> no, that happened to me like recently too. But it was with one of the kids, and you you know how you gotta like lay on each other to make it seem like it's not what's going on. And it's was, was and it the older kids, one or the the younger you're one? The like youngest one. Oh god! No, and then the kids want to sit there and have a whole Where conversation. Are he so don't know what's going on. I did that to my mom and dad when I was little, and they looked so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they was. You like he like damn. I'm from the fucking nut, and you can't get me <laughs> out of here. Bubba, I was I was Bye. going to stress. I was going in the same room to ask for a Capri Sun. <laughs> oh shit! Ain't nothing happening <laughs> either. <laughs> uh, no get a Capri Sun. Get a. Get she was so mad. I get it now though. We All used right. to like oh some weird shit. We used to like spy on our parents if we heard something. We'd go down there like look, they're doing it again. Yeah, no. one time my little sister caught no. my mom and my stepdaddy having sex. She literally threw up. <laughs> <laughs> she literally threw up. I was crying laughing. She was trying to get back down the steps. Once she got back downstairs, she was throw up everywhere. I said, God damn, uh, that's, that's funny. That's that's awful. Crazy. 
All right. What did she who's, see? Who's next? Yeah, God I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> who's next? God damn it. Um, I <laughs> I don't want to be judged. <laughs> No, nah, this is a safe and brave space. Is, y'all know I had no man. Before my relationship, now I told you I had no man in ten years, so it just been a lot of stuff going down. But um, before me and my man was like actually together, I had kind of like busted open in the jack of the box parking lot, broad daylight, Ooh. in mm. the car. That's cool. Okay. And then the most recent. Why was it weird though? Why was it weird? Jack of the box though. I think it's just the name Jack in the Box. In which she was doing <laughs> Jack Jack. In the Box. In the box. <laughs> yeah. Was, she, was yeah. y'all like eating on that bitch up? Right. And the cat was out. Okay. Fucking bag. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and um, recently, I think I was so I was fucked up. I had gave him some head in an Uber on the way home. Oh, nice. with the Uber driver still driving the car because it's yeah. Uber. Nice. Damn. Nice. Like, that would have been you, Nate. That would have been the Uber driver. I wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> Nunu might be getting Trying a ring. Trying to have a conversation so. talking about, why doesn't he want me? I said, you ain't doing that right there. <laughs> I, I couldn't have a shit. I don't know. Yeah, see that nigga job. I feel bad telling this story. All right. Go, Nate. Go. So I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it anyway. But here's the thing. I might have told it. I might have told this story already. But uh, I dated this girl a long time ago. long time ago. And uh, one night we were having sex. And let me just preface this by saying this. I like to think that we were both young and inexperienced. Uh, yeah. Like so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, I'm kissing and stuff and I'm working my way down and I get to her titties and I start sucking on her titties. And <laughs> she's breathing, you know. She's, if y'all can she see all to, the, the antics going on with she, this story right she now. She seems to be having a good time, right? So uh, <laughs> she says... She says, she goes, oh, that's right. Suck them titties. It's the visual. It's the visual. <laughs> Drink that milk. My baby, my baby needs to eat. <laughs> I'm telling you, I die. I die. Apparently, I was the baby. Apparently, I was the baby. I died. I was like, I was so glad it was so dark in there. Because uh-huh. I, I had, you know, them laughs where you can't really like laugh, like the church laugh. Uh-huh. Gotta, that's what I did on her stomach. I said, <laughs> like, because I, I was just cracking the fuck up. And the thing that made me so mad about it, I was just like, somebody she dated before me told her. Was the baby. That that's it. That's that's the thing that does it for all guys. And you should do that <laughs> to everybody. And I was so disappointed. But the thing, you know what? Look, hilarious. It is what it is. Wait till y'all see this visual. God damn. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Uh, I didn't want to save mine. Now we should save Nate for last. No, okay. So I got I, the quote was wrong. She said, My baby needs milk. I gotta feed my babies. So she had a baby? So you more than no. one? No. You had another yeah. nigga sucking the titties while you were sucking titties. Apparently so. You know, I have a lock on the door. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! Hilarious. What color was she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, the, the color. She was. Yeah, she was black. She was my my color. Yeah. See, that's hilarious. Yeah. That, that's the first I've heard. Yeah, no, that was the first I've heard too. That's my baby. <laughs> that's so that's weird. Weird. 
So, so, ev- so everybody's grandma is walking in on them. That's just some normal shit that happens. Yeah, nah, they don't. No, that's not. <laughs> nah, that ain't. Uh, that's a once in a lifetime thing, bro. Not only did she walk in, she stayed. <laughs> she right. stayed. She stood there. She Look at oh my god, oh, how man. traumatizing. I don't even. I don't even know if I have like one that's weird like that. Like I just have like random ass like why the fuck is this even happening kind of moments. Like, so it was. It was weird or freakiest. Freaky. I mean, I've done some freaky shit too. Like, I mean, I can give multiple stories. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm just a freaky ass nigga. Like, I've had. This- <laughs> I've this- had. I've, I've had cocaine snorted off my dick. Like. Whoa! Um, I was in a situation. No, stop where I, there. You won. That's it. Yeah, that's to tell <laughs> that story. That's the story. I mean, it's, it's, it's that's the story to tell. Good talk. A coke head for real. <laughs> it was nothing. To, it was nothing to it. It was just like yo, like it was uh, a shorty I was fucking with. Like she was, she was on her way to meet her friends for like a concert or something, but she wanted to stop through and like you know have me drop something off in her drawers or whatever. So I'm like, cool, bet, come through, whatever. So I'm I'm there. Like she come to my house, we kicking it, chilling or whatever. I'm already drinking, preparing for the moment because I already know that's what she came for. And then um she just like got up and went to her purse. And like she was over by her purse for a minute, and I just hear like a I'm like, yo, you all right? Like you need a tissue or something? She's like, Oh no, I'm just But she black. Oh. You did not say she was, and she was black. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, so you just like in my head, I'm like, so you just gonna bring coke in my house? Like, that's what we doing? You now? just go bring coke. Just go bring coke in my house. So then, so then, like after she just said, I'm like, oh okay. She she like you want something? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I'm gonna just stick with my drink, whatever. She like, all right, cool. And then like we was just kind of talking. I'm cracking jokes about it, or whatever. And then eventually, she just actually like. I've always wanted to try this, but like, can I can I snort it off of you? I'm like, yeah, I guess. But then she like, you know, like I, I want to snort it off your dick, and I'm just like, huh? Oh, oh, because in my head, I'm like, well, as soon as you down there, you might as well do what you need to do while you down there, and that's what happened. Then it's gonna be coke. Oh, because she sniffed it off first. Right, she, she right. sniffed it off. Definition of cokehead. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hilarious. Yes. Okay. So okay. I've had that happen before. I've been in situations. I might name that the episode. I, did it did it burn? Like did any get in the you know hole? Like, no, she did she, any she, of she, the coke get in your urethra. Yeah. No, she she kept it on the shaft. She got it up, got the residue off. But it's in her saliva. Is it? It's in her nose. How's in her saliva? Oh, she sniffed it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she sniffed it off, oh, and then she then she got the rest the residue off with her mouth, and then we did what we had to do. So I've had that situation happen. So did you kiss her after she snorted? After she Hell, got the rest of no. it off with she her mouth? My girl, no, we don't we don't kiss hoes. We don't kiss these hoes. We don't right. Do that. We don't kiss these whores. Stream. In fact, that same girl is in Brady's bathroom as we speak. <laughs> you, on the you gotta relax. <laughs> not the same. Not the same at all. Not the same. So I've had that happen. I've been in situations where I've like I've been in a, a dominant, submissive situation where like was you the sub? No, I was definitely the dominant. And uh, I'm about I was to say, like, please don't let them stick no dildo up yet. No, we good. We good on all of that. No, 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 no. No bangles over here, my G. <laughs> no, I've been in that situation where like I've been used like I was using like paddles and shit. Chick had me a chick literally asked me and allowed me to wrap my belt around her neck and walk her around my floor like a dog. I've done that. Some wild shit. <laughs> I've done wild shit. The weirdest situation now that I'm thinking about it, I have been in a situation where I was in a room having sex around other people having sex. I won't say who they are. They know who they are if they listen to this podcast. But <laughs> I was so I'm doing like we just all over this apartment. Everybody kind of got got their girl. 
Basically. Basically. Um, y'all switching our partners too? Are y'all y'all live a really wild life? I'm so scared. <laughs> you know, story, right? So it was a, so it was a blue cocky. I'm on, the, I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor with mine. I'm I'm hitting it. I'm like we in missionary for a minute. Then I get up and I start hitting it from the back while while I'm on the floor with, with my shorty or whatever. Meanwhile, it's like a couch right next to us, and one of one of my homeboys is with a girl. He on the couch. The weirdest shit that happened to me is like when I went to go and start hitting shit from the back, I wasn't paying attention and I looked over in the direction of the couch just randomly. And it just so happened that he had also switched to hitting the chick from the back at the same time. Like standing up on the couch. Y'all lost that. Like turned his ass directly in my face. I was so fucking pissed off. <laughs> it was so funny, but it was so funny though. Like it was, it was so bad to the point where like we had like got up and like went to continue in the bathroom, and that was weird because it was somebody in the bedroom where the bathroom was, so we had to walk past some other people having sex. Then we started having sex in the bathroom in the shower. We ended up knocking the fucking shower ride down, so like people started knocking on the door trying to come in because they don't think we hurt ourselves in the bathroom. It was a whole ordeal. So Dang. as you can see, I'm a freaky ass nigga. I've done freaky ass shit. I bet you that house smell like everything. <laughs> oh, it smells it smell like, like, like dusty. It, it smells like 12 gallons of bounce that ass. I remember one time me and another person was in Nate's room in the attic one time with this chick. Oh, that's on uh, Summer Street. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we was we was tagging this girl, and Nate like sleep on the and it's on his bed, and Nate wakes up like, man, what the fuck is y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I had to work. Oh man, seven thirty in the he morning. Said you ain't considering bad. <laughs> Nate was like, man, you gotta get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? We was mad at Nate, like, damn, Nate, now we almost done, now. <laughs> Y'all not finna be nothing two feet away from my <laughs> It was fucked up. Now in hindsight, you know, we in this we didn't walked up to this his room. Duh. He he sleep already. We like, minding my own business. Yeah, he had nothing to do with what was going on. <laughs> and we just parlayed in, in his space. You know, college was a wild time, bro. It I was. Remember it I, was. I, I, I fucked in I fucked in uh, a, a frat brother's room and shit. And Shorty like creamed all over his bed sheets and shit. Man. I just, I just hey, left it bro, there. Hey, I just I left find, it there. If I find out it was my room that you did, I didn't know. <laughs> it wasn't yours. Hey. It wasn't yours. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, why are you always the victim of so many things? Like, Man, I, right? You know what? You know what it is. You know what it is. I didn't like the the moment that I lost my shit. Like happened way too late in life because I've always been such a kind person, and sometimes that means. Taking shit that shit I, I should not have let slide mm-hmm. and just kind of holding it deep. So there was a situation I was in the NO and I went down there to the NO with one of my friends. It was for a birthday trip. Okay. And I was meeting a young gentleman um, who, who shall not be named, but he was six, was seven. Nigga. <laughs> gentleman. Uh, anyway, nothing. one of his friends ended up coming to the hotel room too because he was like hey you know this bad bra came down from the d she got her friend i need you to preoccupy the friend so we all just in there we you know drinking or whatever first and foremost we were drinking new amsterdam gin so it's definitely hilarious recipe this whole day was just a disaster so like you know, I ended up being in dude lap or whatever. We making out. Next thing I know, his friend walked up to my homegirl and like just started getting butt ass naked and like <laughs> ended up fucking her in my motherfucking bed in this damn hotel room. And like, yeah, this is going crazy. Yeah, like me and my friends going crazy. So we have been friends for. A long time. However, that was just a side of her that I had never seen, and I really didn't care to see. And like the guy who I was with was like, "Dude, like, why are you standing over there, nigga? I'm fucking mesmerized. I've never <laughs> seen this happen in front of me before." So we ended up going to the bathroom or whatever, you know, kind of like starting our little shindig or whatever, you know. He definitely 
face the pussy like with the enthusiasm that Winnie the Pooh does, honey. So I was eternally grateful. Um, Sim- next thing I know, huh? Nah, it's poetry. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> so like all the whole night he was just sitting here, he was kind of halfway talking about the fact that he didn't feel good because of this McDonald's that he ate. So like we ended up stopping. And like he just stood up. Keep in mind, like I'm only five five, so he has me by over a foot. Next thing I know, he like down, almost down goes Frazier or whatever. This food and threw up in the damn sink of the damn hotel room. By the time he got done throwing up, like we ended up walking out the room, and my home girl and dude ain't even in the room no more. So damn. we ended up getting our little shit back popping and shit or whatever. I yeah. We didn't kiss after that. I remember getting up, rinsing out the sink because like when I'm drunk, I become a neat freak and it's like, oh my gosh, I just I have to clean everything. I have to clean something. And like I know I woke up and because it was a king bed. And like I look up and I see my homegirl. She was sleeping in like the chair in the ottoman. And I was like, oh dang, I didn't even know you came back in here or whatever. I was like, damn, this is bed big as fuck or whatever. I wouldn't get in the bed with y'all. First and foremost, bitch. You fucked this friend, ain't never met this nigga damn your motherfucking life. And you'll probably never see him again. Never seen she never seen him again. But it was just like it was weird because I had never been in a situation like I ain't never fucked in none of my well, fucked in front of none of my friends. But like my man was so impressed by me. He was like, see, that's why I, he was like, see, that's why I fuck with you. You such a fucking lady. And I'm like, oh well, thank you. I mean, I fucking in front of my friend. My friend definitely fucked in front of me, and I was like, oh. It's cool. You should try it. You should try it. It's cool. It's it's cool as fuck, yo. Yo, low key, that voyeurism shit, when you just like, when you like giving a show, it make your performance better. Cause like, damn, I can't look weak as fuck in front of my friends. That's true. I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that I'm not doing it. It's a lady. And then, you know, it's like, you got to take into consideration that this particular friend, like, she's not ugly, but she's not dragging a wagon like me. She would have been jealous. She ain't dragging the wagon. You, you bragging on dragging this wagon. Send send Brady a pick later after this. Right. Pick. Let me see. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in my head. I said it, I'll give you his number. On the sideburn, right there. All right. I'm just saying, you know, I got a lot of cuppage. Maybe not too much uppage, but you know, I'm definitely dragging some back there. Damn. Oh, oh man. All right, so we're going to go ahead and end the podcast there. Give them y'all hit up. It's the last podcast of the year. I appreciate you guys spending the 42nd episode of the podcast with me. Um, give them y'all hit up. Let them know where they can find y'all, anything y'all got going on. Well, my name is Karan, social media infamously known as your man's fave Delta. That's on Instagram, Twitter, anything else, Snapchat, you know, follow me. All of it. I'm not going to give you my Facebook or my LinkedIn because you don't need all of that. But your man's Fave Delta. Y-A-M-A-N-S-F-A-V-D-L-T-A. It's your boy Brady B checking in once again. Thank you for letting me be a part of the 42nd episode, E. Um, you can <laughs> hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Brady underscore McBadass. Um, same if anybody is on Clubhouse, you can hit me up there too. Um, but that's it. Facts. Hit them up. My name is Nate John Mark. You can get me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that at Nate John Mark, at Nate John Mark, all that shit. I act. So hit my uh, Instagram and you'll see scenes that I have acted in or will be acting in. Facts. Hit them up. Hit them up. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed my time. Hopefully we can do this again next year. Um, it has been a great. Do you call this a season? So this is the end of the first season. Next yes, twenty one. You had will a great season. season. I am so proud of you. Keep up the good work. You can Thank find you. me on Facebook, um, Snapchat, and Instagram. Love Red. Facts. Facts. Uh, what's up, everybody? You can find me on Instagram at sincerely dot new n u e e. I am a inspo blogger, media correspondent, and a nonprofit consultant. Get at me for all of your positivity needs and your community needs. We out here. Facts, facts. 
And I am your host, Five. This is the Copacetic Hour, the end of season one. I want to thank you all for supporting me, being on the podcast, buying merchandise. Anything you want from me, hit me up. Keep hitting our emails. I didn't do email of the week because I wanted to just have a podcast as long as it needed to be. Um, But I really appreciate all the support that I've gotten with this podcast over the year. Um, Like I said, you can follow me at notorious underscore B-I-G underscore E. Follow the podcast Instagram at the Copacetic Hour. The podcast Twitter at Copacetic Hour. And as always, please protect your peace, secure your wealth, and define your destiny. This is the Copacetic Hour, people. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. This is the Copacetic Hour.